Welcome to Living Southern Oregon, a podcast dedicated to discovering and exploring all Southern Oregon has to offer. I'm your host, Simona Fino, and I will be introducing you to the people who live here, the things they love, and what makes Southern Oregon a magical place to call home. Welcome everyone to another episode of Living Southern Oregon and today I'm really excited, really, really excited because several people have recommended I get you on the show. I'm introducing you all to Gina DeCane. She is a true community leader. Gina is an Ashland City Council member, commissioner at City of Ashland's Housing Commission, senior sales manager with Newman Hotel Group, and is the founder and president of Southern Oregon Pride. She is a human doing, not being, doing. A person that gets things done as well as a visionary who believes in the people. She is passionate, BIPOC, and LGBTQ community member and advocate. She's lived in Ashland for 15 years. All right, well, welcome. Wow, thank you, thank you. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah, I know. Where, what happened? Where, where it goes go? by like that. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, wow. I've been here seven years and I'm like, wait a second. How did that happen exactly? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be 15 for you in a minute. It's 20. Yeah, and it will. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell, tell us the journey. I want to know how you okay. found Ashland, how you found Southern Oregon, and where you hail from. I am originally from Los Angeles, California, born and raised good Catholic school girl or not so good, I don't know, it depends <laughs> on how you look at it. Um, I love Los Angeles. It will always be my home. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people kind of go, oh, you escaped. No, everywhere I kick my shoes off is home. So I, you know, I, I love both and I get a chance to enjoy both. And um, I found Ashland by way of Seattle. My partner actually had come to Ashland like in 1980 or something and looked at the possibility of living in Ashland, but she didn't because she had horses and she said, no, it's not what I want and it's too expensive and blah, blah, blah. And then so she moved to Taos, New Mexico okay. instead. And so we have friends who lived in Seattle and, uh, that drive from LA to Seattle, mm, it, yeah, it can be forever. And it, it took us a couple of days to do that. But in driving, um, my partner, she told me her name is Josh, like the boy's name. Uh -huh. And so she says, um, babe, we're gonna stop off in Ashland. I want you to see it. It's beautiful. You're gonna love it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we're driving up the five and we get off and it's dusk. It's almost dark. And um, the first thing I see at exit 14 is an Arco station. Right. The way she <laughs> described it to me is not the first thing that I thought I would see was an Arco station. <laughs> but I see an Arco station and then across the street is this motel and the lights had burned off of the signs and it was supposed to say K-I-N-H-G night motel but instead it said N-I-G-H-T hotel <laughs> so between the Arco station and the lovely motel I thought oh this is exciting this is Ashland right and so we we got off exit 14 and we're driving and I just okay this is not doing it for me. <laughs> like, what and did you love about Yes, why, why, why are we here? 
And so we drove down Ashland Street, and when we got to Churchill Hall, it kind of dead ends and you make a right. And I saw Churchill Hall, and we started to drive into Ashland, and I thought, oh, okay. And we spent the night, and the next day, you know, you, you have to walk through Ashland. If you drive, you'll miss it. Mm -hmm. So we walked, and the people, the vibe, the music, the just the atmosphere, I was like, oh, this is nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we continued the next day to Seattle and then came back to Ashland on the way back down. And yeah, let's stop by that place you like so much. And um, I just really gravitated towards it. Green is my favorite color. There's trees everywhere. And I, I, I loved what I felt. Mm -hmm. I loved what I felt and for me it's about how do you feel how did that make me feel it made me feel warm and fuzzy and I could do this and so that was my intro and uh, here we are all right <laughs> and then what precipitated the move did you just decide like you're gonna make Ashland home because it's close enough to LA you're not gonna be driving all the way to Seattle exactly <laughs> I did figure that ride and from what we did is we bought a house in Ashland and we thought, you know, one day we'll live in this house. One day, you know, who knows, we'll live in the house. And so we rented the house out to a really nice lady, a retired school teacher, took good care of the house, loved the house. And what I was doing in Ashland for my career, I had my own business. I've always been in the hotel business. And then for seven years, I had my own business, Absolute Elegance, and I had a great time. I had a great time. It was a hustle at the beginning, and then it turned into a love, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was event and wedding planning, because I always did socials. And so um, having uh, my business was a challenge at first, and then I grew into it. I met wonderful people, and you meet everybody's happy and they're in love and life is good and then it started to become the quality or the quantity of life mm. which one did did i want which one made me feel better and um when you can do a wedding in palace birdies and pacific palisades and rolling hills and beverly hills bel-air and then you get on the freeway and there's people living under the freeway yeah and there's people who are unhoused. Mm -hmm. And I've just done a wedding where the flowers cost $30,000. And they're put, I catered in the food where they're throwing trays of food away. That used to drive me so... So much waste. Oh, so much waste, yeah. So much waste. And it just started to just wear on me. And I thought, no. And I started to remember that little house in Ashland. Mm -hmm. And thinking, hmm, maybe it's time. <laughs> and so um, that's what we did. I, I went home and I told my sweetheart, and I said, don't you think this is a bit much? You know, and um, my hardest part was leaving my family because all my family's in L.A. and leaving, you know, or L.A. County. And so leaving my family was my hard part. But we did, and that's when I told my daughter and my son, I have a daughter and a son and three grandchildren, and, and I told my daughter and my son that, you know, it's, it's like a day's work. It's a 10-hour drive from your door to my door. We could do this. 
the next year, my son moved to Ashland. He's still in Ashland. He works at Ashland Food Co-op. Wonderful young man. Hard to miss. And so he's at the Ashland Food Co-op. And my daughter was like, well, don't look at me, Mom. I'm never moving to that little bitty place. Total city girl. And so I said, fine, then you can never you can never leave L.A. You have to be here <laughs> for life. we have to come and see you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so and I, I'm just grateful that... Um, my mom, my sisters are there, um, and my family, and so I get a chance to go see my family. They have, my grandchildren have come up to see me every summer since they were like two years old, and uh, but now my oldest grandson, he's like, no, he's too, you know, he's 23, he doesn't have time for grandma, and uh, but I still get Morgan and Malachi, so it's really cool. Nice. The one thing that's great about this area is it is a wonderful place to visit. So it's pretty easy to entice people to come visit. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's not too hard. <laughs> no. You can find something that people like to come up for a long weekend and that's what I kind of relied on <laughs> with mm-hmm. my family and friends because it was hard. That's the hard part, especially yes. when you've been somewhere a really long time. Yes, so. to uproot and mm-hmm. yeah, that was hard and um, the first like six months, actually the first three months I was here by myself and my partner was at home in LA packing up and mm-hmm. ending things and tying things up and putting things together. And a couple of times I was thinking, what am I doing? Wait, hold on, quit packing. Here we come. <laughs> like, oh no, what am I doing? And, um, but when my son moved up, it made it easier. Yeah. Yeah, it made it easier. And then I was kind of smothering. He's like, Mom, go away. Go back to your house. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> um, but I'm just grateful that I can call Ashland and L.A. my home now. Yeah. Well, how did you dive into Ashland? So you didn't, did you continue the wedding business or were you, mm-hmm. is that when you started your work with Newman? No, what or- I did is I, I figured I was too old to be a gypsy. So when we moved here, I thought I've got to get a job before we move up. And so I interviewed for Newman Hotel Group. They were then just Ashland Springs Hotel. Uh, it was great. It was a great fit. It was easy click. So I said, okay, hold on, let me finish this, and then I'll come up. And um, I got a chance to pay it forward with my business. Um, And Miriam is just, she was like my little protege, and she has her own business now, Delicate Details, and she is just, just doing it. She's loving it, and I'm grateful that I could do that for her and, um, and her family. And so when, before moving here, I came up and and interviewed and got the job at Ashland Springs. All right. So you've been there for a while. I was... group. It's now... Now it's Newman Hotel Group. And so I did weddings at Ashland Springs for nine years. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the Newmans started to buy everything from Inn at the Commons to Ashland Hills. And they had already had the little resort, Lithia Springs Resort. But when you have all these hotels, and especially in at the Commons, which they no longer have, they did sell it, but Ashland Hills, which is a very big like conference center, uh, where, do, where do you get those conferences? Where are they going to come from? So my boss and I were talking, and he was like, yeah, we need to have this 
outside salesperson or somebody who's going to go and get the business and bring it in and da da da. And I said, hey, I could do that. And he's like, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> and um, we talked about it and kicked it around for about a week. And so um, I had met this woman from the Bay Area um, who was at a bridal show and she was giving me her cards and she goes, yeah, you know, I, I'm a wedding planner and from the Bay Area and da, 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 da. And so I told my boss, I said, I have just, I have the perfect replacement. Uh -huh. And I thought she will be perfect. And I said, so what do you think about this? And she was totally on board, very excited. So she just came into my role and then I moved over to Ashland Hills and I became the salesperson who goes out and gets corporate um, groups, conferences, businesses to come in and have their meetings at Ashland Hills Hotel, guest rooms, two, three-day conferences. And also I would go to the Bay Area and different parts of California, El Dorado. I would go to senior communities and tell them, hey, you know what, you guys need to take a trip. I'd write itineraries for them, tell them about Crater Lake, our only national uh, park is, is right here in Southern Oregon. And so I just kind of became the salesperson for, for Ashland. All right. For all of Ashland. Yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah. beyond. And beyond. <laughs> awesome. What was your transition into being on city council? And, and oh, how, goodness. You're, you're obviously very connected and with community and love at that outreach. That seems to come to you somewhat <laughs> naturally, <laughs> just talking to you. I, so how, how did that all come about? And, and Well, there were a lot of different things. Um, when I first came to Ashland, it was 2010. So I guess it was 2009, the end of 2008. And um, having all of my family in L.A. and being so um, into my L.A. community and, and leaving it, it was like, okay, so I go to work and then what do I do? How am I going to get connected into the tapestry of Ashland? In 2008, there was an event on the plaza that SOU did, Janelle did, to overturn Prop 8 about um, marriage, marriages, mm. same-sex marriages, and it did, was not overturned in California, so therefore it was not going to be overturned here. And it was, you know, we were on the plaza, and I didn't see any queer people. And I'm like, I know we're here. Where, where are we? I know we're here. I thought it was going to be huge and, and nobody was there. It was probably about 10 people, you know, 12 people, including ourselves. <laughs> and I thought, okay. So I went up to this woman who was there, her and her partner, and I kind of knew them. And, and I said, so where's our, where's our gay pride? What do we do? Where, where's our thing? What do we do? And so she goes, well, you know, we had this thing in this park in Medford, you know, about two or three years ago, and it was nice. And I said, so do you do that every year? And she's like, no, we did it then, it was, it, but it was nice. And I said, okay. And I told her, and I told my then assistant and my partner, I said, you know what, we should have a parade. I've never been a parade person. <laughs> but I said... We should have a parade. And um, 
It was very interesting. I was told, you know, Gina, you can't do that. It's going to cost too much money. And I said, well, you know, we've never done it before. Ignorance is bliss. You don't know what you're doing, so you just go for it, right? Exactly. So I went to the chamber because they did a 4th of July parade, so they must know how to do a parade. And they were telling me one woman was very instrumental. I don't know if I should say her name or not. She was very instrumental, and everybody else was just like, are you crazy? And so the one woman in the chamber, and I said, this is what I want to do. And she goes, okay, Gina, you have to do this and this and this. And I'm writing like crazy. <laughs> and I said, okay, I, I can do this. And uh, she gave me the numbers to call and the people to do and blah, blah, blah. And so that was in 2008. We had our first Pride Parade in 2010. Okay. October 2010. I chose October because October it was is National Coming Out Month. Uh-huh. And it's National Stop and Stop the Bullying Month, mm-hmm. right? And in June in Ashland there's graduation, there's tourists. We have the university graduation, the high school graduation, the tourists, um, Oregon Shakespeare Festival, and I didn't want us to get lost in all this crazy mm-hmm. and all the stuff going. And the hotelier in me, the, the tourist person in me, in October is when things start to die down a little bit, right? Yeah. So how can we get people to stay here a little longer? And then when I started to research um, October and I saw it, it's a national coming out month, well, there you have it. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Excellent. Yes. And so it was a little bit of everything, uh, Simone. It was a little bit of me introducing myself mm-hmm. to Ashland and working. That was my first introduction to council. They looked at me like I was talking Swahili or something. <laughs> you know, it's just a parade. It's People, we come in yeah, peace. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It was so, it was very interesting. And that was it's meant my, to be fun. It's yes. meant to be a celebration. Yay. <laughs> you know, it was, it was just very interesting. Huh. And, um, then, uh, we, we did have our first parade in 2010 and um, there were some people, we did flyers, and we wanted to put them in people's windows and businesses and say, hey, you guys, this is what we're doing. People would not take the flyers. Oh, interesting. People were in this, you know, liberal, easy Ashland. I'm like, hey, you guys, it's a, it's a parade. You can come, too. We yeah. want to celebrate life in all of us. And that was... Um, very interesting to me because that was really the kind of the first time I got any pushback or rub, mm-hmm. you know, in Ashland. And the beautiful thing out of all of that was not only was our parade successful, that day being the, I was never in the parade, I was the one doing the parade. Right. <laughs> so I'm walking along the sidewalk that first October 10th. I'm walking along the sidewalk and we're guiding the parade and I'm, you know, everybody stop, go, stop, go. And I saw in people's businesses in their windows, they made their own So Pride little oh. flyers. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. And I just, I just, I had a moment. I will never, ever forget. I saw three windows of businesses that had told us no who made their own flyers. And I thought, wow, they get it. 
they get it. And then the next year and the next year. So here we are 12 years later. Of course, we didn't have our parade when we yeah. turned 10. We were on, and the date was 10, 10, 2020. Is that not cool yeah. or what? Dang it. I was like, <laughs> man. And so it didn't happen. I was, oh, and, uh, and then uh, once again, this year, I found out that the chamber was having the 4th of July parade. And I said, well, you know, then Pride's going to have a parade, too. So October 8th of 2022, we will have a parade on the October 7th. We are going to have a kickoff dance. And uh, then on the 8th, the parade will start at 12. And we have entertainment at the band shell. And uh, after that, we'll go Pride hopping and Pride hopping is um, just when different stores and restaurants and bars, you go in and, you know, I'm with Pride. They have special drinks. You can get a discount on them and just have fun. And that's my way of letting everybody have a party and I don't have to be responsible for alcohol (laughs) and say, go have a party, everybody, and then it brings money and fun and joy into Ashland Mm -hmm. and music, and that's what we want. And so... That was really my first kind of me immersing myself as an individual into Ashland. Excellent. I love it. And we needed it. Ashland needed it. Southern Oregon needed needs it. And, you know, there, there are more events springing up, which is great. So yes. you're an inspiration, which you put together. Really. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. it takes. A lot of times is the first person doing it, right? And then other people follow. So And we're everywhere. I, you know, oh, drag yeah. shows in Eugene and Pride on the Coast, Pride and There's Sisters. There's a drag show coming up this week, I think on the 7th or 8th. Um, at Black Sheep, they're having a drag show. No, there's another one. Uh, Dandy. What is, oh, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting his name. Anyway, he per, he's performing with uh, Cabaret, Ashland Cabaret, and um, dancing Queens, I think it might be Dancing Queers now. They changed, I think they changed it. Oh, I love that. It was the old vinyl club. It's now something else I can't keep track of. Trapdoor. Trapdoor. Yes, yes. Trapdoor. They're going to be doing that there, I think. Good. Coming up. So, yeah, the events are, they they happen. And, you know, and there's stuff in the Grants Pass as well. Yes, Grants Pass. I applaud them. The, and the uh, Sound Lounge has been hosting some queer events, which has been great. I went to a drag show there. So, mm. yeah, it is, it's starting to happen more and more, which is yes. wonderful because we need that community and a safe space for people. Yes. So that's the other thing that's important. Yeah, yeah. That's such a cool thing. I love that. I love that. So people want to get involved. If people want to get involved in helping with... Um, or attending? Absolutely. How, how do you... What's we the have, way? We have um, SoPride.org. That's our um, our website. And right now, it's still up. It might go down temporarily for a couple of days because we're giving it a facelift. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if anybody wants to volunteer, they can reach me at SoPride.org. And applications to be in the parade if you uh-huh. want to march... You can go to SoPride.org, fill out your application. It's for fun and for free. Okay. There is no, this is a community event. It's for fun and for free. I love it. And all of the volunteers, they do it because they're passionate about pride and not about the pay. 
because all the money that we get goes right into the parade and into the community. Nobody gets a paycheck. And that is a true nonprofit. That is a true nonprofit. <laughs> that is definitely a true. I've worked for a lot of nonprofits. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, we'll put that in the show notes so that okay, people can, great, can check that out. Great. And then you became a city council member. Was that after Pride, after you were doing that event and kind of had a taste of dealing with city stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an intro to the okay, intro. So that's city. how you guys work. Um, <laughs> or not uh, and um, that was um, like I said 12 years ago mm-hmm. no I, honestly mm-hmm. I've only been on council for a year and a half okay so but that was my introduction to the way the city of Ashland worked the way the council worked and then you know going back into my world of weddings at Ashland Springs Hotel and everything is beautiful and life is wonderful and rosy and then leaving Ashland Springs and moving after nine years of weddings and then moving over to Ashland Hills and looking at tourism, that is what opened my eyes because I started to look at it in a way as what can we do to really make Ashland thrive, not just sustainable. I don't want to hold on. Right. You know, I want to. I want us to just jump off the chart. And and we have all of the bones. We have all of the fixings to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I started to look at missed opportunities that came and went, businesses that Ashland lost that were thriving businesses that would have had jobs for the people who live in Ashland Mm. that would keep our young people and families in Ashland come and go. Or some wouldn't even come because the opportunity was not there. We live in a culture of no, and we need to flip that script and change it to a culture of yes. Mm -hmm. This is what I saw. And I started to look at the lack of where, where are the families, where are the young people, where, you know. And so I started to ask questions. And sometimes people, they don't want you to ask questions. And I would uh, see how I was received when I asked questions. Um, and that's what made me want to go and just peel, peel it back one more layer and, and just to see what is on the other side of the door. And the best way to do that is run for council. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't be able to make any changes if you're not at the table. Yeah, this is true. And we're happy you're at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Excellent. You. Well, um, the other thing that you are involved in is the housing committee or commission. Well, what I am is when you are on city council, you have to be the liaison for different commissions. Okay. I was on the Housing and Human Services Commission for six years before I went to council. That was another eye-opener for me. So, why don't we do this again, and why can't we build affordable housing, you know? Because we need it. Yes. And so, that was a big eye-opener for me, and... um, Being on city council, um, you have to be liaison to different commissions. 
And I was grateful that the mayor appointed me to my commission and I was, I can still be connected to it. And I'm also the liaison to the Social Equity and Racial Justice Commission, which is new to Ashland. We have never had a Social Equity or Racial Justice Commission. We've never had a Black queer council person. Right. You know, that's new too. Now, now that I'm thinking, new, yeah, that's right. I guess I'm new too. I'm grateful that I could be the liaison for these two commissions and also because I am connected to tourism and travel with Newman Hotel Group, I was appointed to be that um, conduit for the chamber in Travel Ashland. So, you know, when you're on council, you're also on all these other little offshoots. Yes, yeah. things too. So. That um, being part of the Housing and Human Services Commission and being the liaison, it really helps me to be able to bring things directly to council and say, this is where we are and this is where we need to go. And it also, and in, in with um, the Social Equity and Racial Justice Commission, this is a brand new commission. Um, it was a year old in March. Okay, brand, brand new. Um, no, a year old in May. Yeah, brand, brand new. And so first this commission had to find their legs. And now that they have their legs, the first thing they brought was uh, to be able to have a DEI manager there in City Hall uh, to be able to work with the city staff so that we can make sure that everything trickles down from the top. So to make sure our house is in order first. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we are working on to be able to fit into the budget. And what will that look like? Not this biennium, but maybe hopefully by probably when my term is up. And I'm looking maybe in 2024 or maybe the beginning of 2024, we'll be able to have it in our budget to have a full-time DEI manager working with HR and with our city manager to make sure that the city of Ashland is working in compliance with the mission statement from this commission. Um, in the interim time, we do have money set aside that we are going to allocate to work with other um, community partners in Ashland to be able to have trainings, not just for city employees, but businesses. So when somebody comes in a business so that you feel safe, mm -hmm. I feel safe. It's okay, you know, to hold hands with my, my partner or to, to be myself in mm -hmm. public. It's okay. And education, I think, is what's lacking in so many different aspects of life. And when we can walk the walk and talk the talk, and I'm going to hold their feet mm -hmm. to the fire to make sure we do that, then I'll feel comfortable. <laughs> and I, I know people, some people might feel like, oh, well, we're there. But no, we're no, not there. Always work to do. Always yes, work yeah, to do. Always, always work, work to do. And so being on the Housing and Human Service Commission, being that liaison for that commission, shall I say, um, and being able to be that direct conduit from the commission to the council so that we can put it on the table, see how we can be of service and write the right policies and ordinances, and also for the Social Equity and Racial Justice mm -hmm. Commission. 
Excellent. I love it. This is all such good work and so needed. So I'm just going to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> On behalf of lots of people, I'm sure. Yeah. And housing is just such a, going back to that, I did, mm -hmm. you know, we had the fires all before that. We already had a shortage. And, you know, one of the things I hear often is people can't keep employees and it's like, well, because they can't afford to live here. Mm -hmm. you know, if you can't afford your rent on a $15 an hour job, that, then you're not going to hang out. You're going to go somewhere else mm -hmm. <laughs> where you can find affordability. Exactly. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that, especially as things like talent get rebuilt, I know that, that there is work in that area of bringing affordable housing, but I'm really hoping to see a lot more of that in our area because we really need it. Yeah. And, and getting people housed, period. Um, I know there are yes. some important folks out there doing that work, but it, yeah, I just would love to see more of that. Yeah, there is, there's, there's always a need for housing. And um, when we had the Almeda fire, it was devastating because for Ashland, we lost a lot of our workforce, went away because of that fire. Um, and now that talent is rebuilding, some people, I believe, who were affected by that, that fire was a terrible thing, devastating. Um, it's my understanding that people, people that I know, they moved and went back to their home, wherever they came from. That was a loss. Uh, to be building up, I hope that they remain affordable. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like it's on all municipalities to build affordable housing. And I must mm -hmm. say, Medford is doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Medford is doing a very good job. Uh, so I applaud the work that Medford is doing. And I'm hoping that uh, Ashland's uh, Community Development Department will take a page from what Medford is doing and be more flexible to affordable and workforce housing. Yeah, excellent. Stay closer. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say it again? Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> if you repeat it, <laughs> it's like parenting. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it is. I never thought about it like that. It is. Okay, let me tell you. Sit down. I'm going to have to say it a hundred times. <laughs> yes, yes. Why are you repeating yourself? Because I need to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I also, you know, I just, I'd love to see, you know, I was reading your bio, just, you're just so involved in the community in so many different ways. How do you have time? I mean, you're, you're doing so many different things and I guess I, I, I love seeing it and I also... Yeah, is it just your passion behind it and you're just out the, you know, I don't know, I, I'm blown away yeah, by it. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I think it's, I'm, I'm driven and, and, and I am passionate about some things and, and if I'm passionate about it and things just don't make sense to me, then I am just going okay. to, I, I don't want to say, I, I, I feel like if I, I will just do my best to do my best to do my best, you know, and I will work on it until it's done. Or if I'm wrong and I'm wrong and somebody tells me, you know, Gina, you can't do it like this. You have to do it like this. And I will go, well, okay, you know, and all right, well, then let's go around and do it like this. But I just, I feel like where there's a need to 
provide a service. We can all do this, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we all have passions about stuff, right? Yeah. And we can all get behind what we are passionate about. And I believe in doing that, we make a better world in coming together and different minds. And mind you, there's been times when I have been wrong and someone will tell me, you know, Gina, if we do it like this, and as long as we get to yes, I don't have to be right. I don't have to be right. If your way is a better way to go about it, honey, I'm behind you 199%. I just want to get to yes. And it's about the people. And that's, that's what I'm passionate about. <laughs> well, I want to switch gears okay. and chat a little bit about what you love or don't love about living here mm. um, and learning to just kind of some of the, some of your favorite things here. I mean, you obviously have family and friends that come into town. What do you do with them when you, when you bring them into town? You don't take them to the Arco station. <laughs> no, and we don't even get off that the exit. exit. <laughs> get off at exit 19. Um, it's interesting because I think we all turn into tourists when mm -hmm. our families or friends are here. And um, my granddaughter and my daughter were just here, and I was telling my friend, I said, girl, I spent way too much money when my daughter and my granddaughter were here. But we had so much fun making so many memories that are cherished that, you know, so you spend money, you go make some more money, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we just had so much fun. And my daughter, she loves to go to the wineries. And so we went to, oh, I went to five wineries. And, um, you know, we went to Waterstone Spa and, you know, just had a spa time, a massage. And my granddaughter's never had a massage. And she's like, oh, Grandma, this is so cool. And so we went to Waterstone and just had a wonderful time and um, so we all turn into tourists I think when, when our families are here and one that's one of the things that I love that when our family and friends are here we get a chance to show off mm -hmm. you know it's like hey let me show you what we have yes. this is what we do and 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 so that they really can come and relax and have a good time mm -hmm. And I love being that hostess and, and, and showing all of the beauty of Southern Oregon. I just yeah. love that I get to do that. One of the things that, when you said what I love and what I don't love, one of the things that I feel like, it's not that I don't love about Southern Oregon or Oregon, but I feel like it's really sad because um, I mentioned the word safe earlier. Mm -hmm. there, there are places in Ashland where I won't go. There are places in Ashland where I will not go. I don't feel safe to go, you know, yeah, you park here and you hike for, you know, three miles and you see this beautiful waterfall. There, there's waterfalls that I will probably never see. As a black woman, I will not go there. Yeah. I just, and, and to me, that's really sad. I took... Yeah, and I'm just, yeah, I took my grandson, well, all three, all four of us, we went out to the gorge and we went to Becky's Pies and um, I said, yeah, we'll stop there and we'll, we'll grab some pies, they're really good and we'll eat and da-da-da, and we went over to eat and the people who were there looked at us in such a way 
that was intolerable. It was terrible. And it was when the pandemic was going on. And so there were a lot of people inside and there was just like one group of people outside on a picnic table. And so we just ate outside on the picnic table because it really wasn't warm and fuzzy. And then the lady told me there were no tables in there and there were tables in there because I could see them through the window. My grandson is now 23. I think he was like 20, you know, and he's a pretty tall, very nice looking black guy, I think. <laughs> and, uh, but when we were leaving, he said, Grandma, why were those people looking at us like that? And I told him, I said, honey, you are their biggest threat. You are young, gifted, and black. You are intelligent, you are brilliant, and you are beautiful. You, you hold your head high. And he was like, wow. And I told him, I said, when we were there, we were pleasant. We gave them a good tip. I said, goodbye, thank you. Mm -hmm. Always hold your head high. It's not them. I, I said, it's not you. It's them. them. Yeah. It is not you. And I had to let him know, you are their biggest threat. When you see that, you let them see you. You be polite. Mm -hmm. You smile. You hold your head up and you be dignified. Mm -hmm. That's how you do that. Oh, that makes me sad to hear that. And also not fully surprised, which is unfortunate. And I want to see that change. I, I would want to see love that. Change. that. And I think it's part of it is people need to be spending more time together and getting to know each other. That is, to me, one of the, I think the, the biggest, the divisiveness that's happening is the, the thing that drives me the most mm. crazy mm -hmm. because when we sit down with somebody that you perceive as other mm -hmm. or even enemy or, oh my gosh, they think so completely different. You just, you find out when you sit down with them and hang out how much you have in common. Mm -hmm. You both love gardening. Mm -hmm. You both love waterfalls, whatever mm -hmm. it is. There's mm -hmm. so much that we have in common. Mm -hmm. And yet we tend to focus on these things that are the differences. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm holding hope that the more time people spend together and I, that's what I encourage Spend yes. time, hang yes. out, get to know each other. I, I agree. Be open. Yes. Be open yes. to that. Be open to that as a possibility. Yes. Even if it's somebody you're judging in your little, your head, <laughs> keep it in your head, <laughs> keep, it, <laughs> keep it in your head <laughs> and yes. just see what happens. Cause yeah. And, you know, I, when I told my, my children that, my grandchildren, it's, you know, you, these people, maybe they've never seen black people before, you know, um, maybe you will be the only black person these young children will meet or see until they go out into the world. So let them see you, mm -hmm. let them see you, 
Yeah. You know, and I said, and that's when you hold your head up and you get real proud. Yeah. You know, let them see you. And I agree with you that if people were to sit down and have a conversation, they would be surprised. If we would look more closely at our similarities and less at our differences, we would be surprised how we are all so connected, Mm -hmm. so connected. I believe cultures need to be shared and Mm -hmm. conversations need to be had. And I would love for us to be able to teach our true American history in school and read about our history. Sure, did bad things happen all the way around to so many people. However, if we don't know that, if we don't learn that, if we don't talk about that, If we don't have that conversation, we're never, ever going to be able to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. We will always be stuck and divided. Mm -hmm. And I don't think most people want to be there. Because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable, fear. Yeah. Yeah. And those those are the two things that we, as humans, tend to run away from. Yeah. Run away from the discomfort. And as they say, no, no growth happens without becoming uncomfortable. That's yeah, just, that's, that's where the, the growth is. It's in the discomfort. That's the oh, truth. So. That's the truth. And we need. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, this isn't feel good. I'm never going to get it again. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. It, it's interesting though. And I, um, I really feel that I was speaking to some young folks on Juneteenth and we were talking about um, the difference between Juneteenth and, and July 4th mm. because Juneteenth is truly our emancipation mm-hmm. as descendants of slaves. It's truly our emancipation. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about July the 4th. Well, should I, do I celebrate, you know, what's going on? Do I celebrate July the 4th? Do I celebrate Juneteenth? And that was such a good question because I was like, okay, we are Americans. Our ancestors built this. This flag, I have no problem with the flag. I won't pledge allegiance because there is no liberty and justice for all. Now, when we get there, I will pledge allegiance. Mm -hmm. I feel as if I'm hoping there will come a time when people, black people will feel comfortable and people of color because Japanese people were incarcerated, um, Mm -hmm. black people were enslaved. So when we can feel comfortable celebrating both, what that emancipation means to each culture and the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And that's conversations that need to be had. There's so much depth when you dig deep into our history and black history is American history. And I would love to see history, the true American history taught and brought and amplified in classes in life. Get uncomfortable. It'll be all right. It'll be okay. (laughs) It'll be okay. It's not going to be the first time you'll be uncomfortable. No, no. And and it's such, it's for a good cause. And we need each other. We need our white allies. Mm -hmm. We do. We need each other. 
And, you know, like we said before, if we look at our similarities and not mm -hmm. our differences, we will be surprised. Mm -hmm. And that's how I try to approach things. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Well, is there, um, just to end on, a, on the um, talking about just places, because I do like to end on that for uh, my listeners to kind of have... Places. Things that you, anything else you want to share, businesses? I'm, I'm a big supporter of local businesses. Mm -hmm. I really like to do that. So are there any local businesses that you would like to support or think that offhand that? So, like I said, when our family's here, we're tourists, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing the little, we're um, showing off. And so I went Actually, it was Josh's birthday, my partner's birthday, and then I went back with my daughter and my granddaughter. There is this tea house in Ashland, a tea room, and it's called Love Joy's Tea Room. And it is the sweetest, sweetest tea room that has everything that you can possibly imagine. And if you're gluten-free, they have gluten-free um, um, scones, Everything is deliciously made. The teas are epic. And her name is uh, Muna. And Muna is from the Bay Area. And she's come and she's opened up her tea room. And I was like, oh, my God, I just I want you to be here forever. And so I will always support Muna. And I love her little tea room. And there's so many new places. Unfortunately, we lost so much business because of the pandemic. We've had new places popping up. And so outside of Muna, I just there's I just want to invite people to come to Ashland and see the new places that have popped up because the things that are there. I went to Matcha. Mm. Um, Matcha is just a popular place that, that young people go to and they have all these teas and espressos and coffees. And what I love about Matcha is that when you go there. There's board games and there's things that are engaging. So there's people playing board games. There's people over here in this little vignette on the sofas in the corner. It's very cozy. It's so much fun. And one of my favorite places is Catalyst. Mm. Catalyst is in Ashland and First Friday's coming up. So I would invite everybody on July 1st and First Friday to come to Catalyst and have a good time and look at the art. Uh, there's a tasting room uh, there on the first floor, wine tasting room with great wine, great art. And they are really um, an, a media place for people to come together. If you need to rent an office space, you can rent an office space. If you want to do a podcast like you're doing, you could do that upstairs. There, there's just a, a, it's a media location. It's an art location. There's wine. Mm. Catalyst is totally the catalyst for Ashland. And so I, I love that place. Excellent. Yeah. So, and just go just see. there. walk around. Yeah. Cosmic yeah. Muffins is across the street and they teach you how to make um, all this vegan and organic all these sweets and of course I don't want to do that because then you have to eat them so but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun excellent well thank you and may we all strive to be connecting with each other and so when you see someone or connect with somebody meet someone who 
might feel other or might feel different, make an extra effort. I think that's the note I want to end on Mm -hmm. is to really make that, encourage people, make that extra effort. Go make a muffin together at Cosmic Muffins. (laughs) Have a glass of wine at Catalyst. You know, really be reaching out and connecting with each other because that's truly what builds community and builds these relationships that I think are super important. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love it. I'm I'm having a great time. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, we will be back again next week. Thanks again to Gina for being here. And we'll see y'all next week. This podcast is produced by Simona Fino and co-produced by James Dedakis and Jaded Media. Original music by Samuel Lawrence.